0: Hi, this is Rachel Fisher. And this is Desi Jenakin. And we host the Hollywood Crime Scene Podcast. We're really excited to tell you about the best Christmas ever on AMC+, where every day feels like Christmas morning. It's the holiday season, and that means it's time to see old friends like Buddy the Elf, Heat Miser, and Clark Griswold. Plus, you get a stocking stuffed with highly acclaimed AMC series like The Walking Dead and Mad Men, new series like Gangs of London and The Walking Dead World Beyond. They're all here on AMC+. So celebrate the best Christmas ever, anytime, anywhere. AMC+, is the gift, That keeps on giving all year long. Sign up today at amcplus.com. AMC Plus only the good stuff. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Hello and
1: welcome to Gegenpressing, the German football podcast from the Football Grad Network. I'm your host, Bryce Dunn, and joining me, as always, is Chris Williams. Chris, how have you been? Price has been
2: great, thanks. Um, busy week, European football, um, great weekend of German football, and um, thankfully it was all on one day. So um, you yeah, have been doing a bit of gardening, out with the family, um, all that sort of stuff. What about you?
1: Yeah, it has been a great weekend, hasn't it? Especially if you're in the UK, a long weekend, everyone's off on Monday, and sunshine. Who would a thought? Normally we get the sunshine maybe a day or two after it, don't we? But we've been rather lucky this week, Chris. I we? Mean, you've, you've done well to spend it in the garden. I hope you had some, some uh, sunscreen on. Uh, yeah, on my big, bald head. Oh, dear. Well, you know, need that or a hat or something, I would say. But man used to uh, better weather than Chris and I would be a Manu Vet, and he joins us as well. How are you, Manu?
3: Yeah, I'm in Greece and it's been raining.
1: <laughs> wow what are the odds of that eh
3: no it's only been raining uh part of the day to be honest most of the time it's been 28 28 to 30 degrees nice and mm-hmm. hot um wearing sunscreen it's been nice yeah checked out some great greek football hung out with the ultras of pauk on the weekend and um i'm with chris i love the fact that all the games were at the same time i just you know it's something really special when you see all the results coming in at the same time, and you can see the table change and shift uh, in real time. And um, there's no mathematics involved, it's just like all the teams playing at the same time. I loved it, the last two days, uh, match days of the season, it's just so much fun to follow.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, we've we complained plenty on the uh, Maximum podcast, haven't we, uh, about how they decide not to do that at any point and yeah there's something special about all the games being on at the same time and yeah as you said the table can change quite dramatically can of as the minutes clock by um i I feel that we're going to talk plenty about uh match day uh 33 but um guys um the the championship's obviously done but um there's plenty of other areas and actions going on but let's talk about uh, well transfers um first um Chris uh, let's go to you on this one we're going to talk about uh, Borussia Dortmund and uh, I suppose it's it's not a player transfer but more a coaching transfer as um Sebastian Rode has uh, come out um, and said that well, Stöger's time is um, coming to an end, and he shall be replaced. Well, what's your views on this, and how do you think it'll affect um, uh, Rody maybe in in the squad?
2: <laughs> well, I think it'll affect him. The fact he'll be fined a week's wages. Um, Dortmund are not happy uh, about that, um, and he will be fined. That's been various news outlets um, to say he'll be fined for suggesting Stöger will be replaced. Obviously, he's well within his rights to say that. Uh, we all know how. I think poor Dortmund have been um, pretty much since Joga took over, really. They've had the odd good result, but it's been peppered with you know, punishing results against Bayern. Um, and I think more than anything else against Schalke, really hammered home um, that they aren't the top club in the area. And the last game this weekend was just as bad. They are dreadful again. So it's no surprise, but for um, Sebastian Rode to come out and say that is um, is little, um, a little foolish for him, maybe. Well, it'll cost him a couple of thousand euros, I'm sure. But yeah, I think he's right. Um, Sky Sport um, over in Germany broke this evening that Dortmund have agreed terms with Lucien Favre and they just now need to thrash out a deal with um, Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Um, first choice from last season, didn't get him. Got obviously Peter Bosch. And the rest is history. So, yeah, if it's if it's true, if it's on the money, if it's a good source that Sky have got, then I think it'll be a very, very good um, signing for Dortmund. And I think we know it's going to be this guy. That's why um, some of the players have been extending their contracts. So unsurprising in the long run, but exciting, I think, if you're a Dortmund fan or someone who follows Dortmund, or if you just want to see um, Bayern Munich get a challenge, this will hopefully help that
1: next season. Yeah, that's That's something that we'd all like, wouldn't we? A a closer title race. And for Dortmund to get back to their exciting ways of the past. But, uh, Manu, what can we expect from uh, Lucien Favre coming in from Nice provided it does get um, over the line?
3: Well, we can expect the unexpected. Uh, I think that Lucien Favre is one of the most fascinating coaches in, in world football. And because he plays a style that you don't really expect from teams. Um, they, they crunched the numbers on Borussia Mönchengladbach um, a couple of years ago when the year that they reached the Champions League and um, they they came up with the, the conclusion that Borussia, Borussia Mönchengladbach shouldn't have been reaching the Champions League because the team was con- conceding the most shots in the Bundesliga and um, taking the least shot in the Bundesliga and um, then they started crunching the numbers, and it turns out that, you know, the, the, the way Rosyma we Lapov were defending is that they were only defending in areas where shots were dangerous. So they let teams shoot from areas where they wouldn't score anyways. And they were also only taking shots where there was a high probability of scoring. And that's, that's just the kind of stuff that Lucien Favre takes care of. So it's really interesting that, um, you know, numbers wise, teams actually don't perform well, but then, of course, you know, in terms of points and in terms of goals, scores, et cetera, they do quite well because he is very much into details. He's a very much of a fanatic when it comes to um, working on every little aspect of the game. And I think he is the kind of coach that makes teams better. And, you know, the, the, the time, the way it ended at Borussia Mönchengladbach, we, of course, remember that quite well because he left um, after he lost the first five games um, last season. The uh, sorry have seen before, and um, Gladbach didn't really want to let him go. He he felt that he wasn't wasn't reaching his players anymore, so he just uprooted and left. And that's the kind of coach he is. So I think he is an, a very unorthodox coach. He's also one of the nicest people in football. Um, when you see him in interviews, when you when you hear him speak, it's always very intelligent and it's very it's very genuine. And uh, I think that Borussia Dortmund are getting A very, very, very good coach, if it's true, Um, which I think we all kind of assumed for a long time it would be. But I guess um, we have to all wait for the the final um, confirmation by the club and by the coach. But, I mean, he's a fantastic coach. And I think if Dortmund get him, he he will be exactly the kind of coach that they should get. And it, it is the conclusion to last season, because last summer they already tried to get him, right? And they didn't, so they had to go with Peter Bosch. And unfortunately, that didn't.
1: Yeah, quite exciting times. And anyway, we have mentioned, haven't we, in, in previous podcasts, that there was going to be a lot of coach movement uh, this summer. And uh, it looks like the uh, well, obviously Bayern Munich they got sorted. Uh, it looks like Dortmund are edging closer to to finding their man too. Um, another man being linked with uh, a move to Borussia Dortmund is Juventus right back Stefan Littsteiner. Uh, Chris, is this? A surprise move. Um, is is it a good move? Um, and also, I suppose it, it, is the right back position a position that uh, has been a real concern at Dortmund um, you know, this season? Is, is is that something that you feel?
2: I'm a little perplexed. Obviously, you know, he's, he's a good player with a good pedigree. Swiss international. He plays Juventus. He's played a number of games um, in Serie. A. He spent a number of time on a bench. And of course, um, earlier on. I think it was this year, um, he was injured, but he's 34. Doesn't really fit the bill with, uh, Dortmund signing. But, you know, as you said, that right back, I, I can't, he can play right back or right wing. I can't see him moving into that right wing area. But, you know, right back wise, Piszczek's had a, a poor season. I think I've mentioned it many a time. I was at Wembley when, you know, he was pretty much undone by Tottenham, um, down that side. Um, yeah obviously um Jeremys Holjan can play right back as well, um, but he maybe hasn't been as as proficient as he should have been so far um, and then they've got center backs who can play in that area as well, So Socrates a push can play there, um and a kanji obviously the lad they signed in December can play there, but maybe this is a contingency because um, they 'cause they're gonna be fighting in three competitions the next season, you would expect um barring some sort of monumental um, collapse on the last day, um, like a three, I think it's going to take a three or a four nil defeat by Hoffenheim and then by Leverkusen after to win three or four nil for Dortmund not to get that Champions League slot. So you would expect that they will be in a Champions League next season um, and you would expect then um, them to have a good crack at the league and also to Pokal. So yeah, you do need a big squad and if he's willing to come in and, and maybe play a couple of cup games, the odd Champions League game here and there, he hasn't played that many for Juventus. Um it's it's a surprise, but you know, we've all said that this Dortmund side at times is a little inexperienced and a little youthful. So what do you do to counter that? Bring in a couple of players who are a little older with a you know wiser head on their shoulders. So if it works i think it's a bit of a a bit of a coup for them to bring in an experienced player that can maybe train and lead the other defenders and and hopefully pick their game up a little bit for for dortmund but i'm a little surprised but you know as as mentioned just previously i can understand why they may want to bring in someone who's 34
3: as they're not 100% confirmed yet it it seems extremely likely kicker said um dortmund are the likeliest choice Build has said it's done um I th- I think it's I I'm I'm with you, Chris. I saw it and I was like, huh? <laughs> um, that's an odd one. And then I I spent some time thinking about it, and it actually makes a lot of sense to me because an older experience experience and leadership is what the side lacked many a times. Um, and you know they tried to to give that leadership role to Nuri Shaheen and Marcel Schmelzer, who we were just not qualified for it. Uh, so bringing in someone who who has that voice, has seen it all, who's been through many, many battles, I think is maybe exactly what the side needs. And if he's fit, he can play 90 minutes, you know, maybe every second game. I think this is a great addition. And I, I'm really curious, you know, the signing comes today. A Swiss player, experienced Swiss player, they signed Marvin Hitz, a Swiss goalkeeper. Uh, last week, right, to replace Roman Weidenfeller. Swiss, 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 who else is Swiss? Lucien Favre. Uh, it's like point. It's all pointing into that same direction, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And Chris touched on it a little bit, uh, Manu, about um, different areas that they may need to uh, work on, uh, Dortmund, or, or invest in him um, uh, Manu, what areas do you feel need to be addressed uh, in the summer, apart from maybe bringing in a little bit of experience like this? A striker. Be
3: that Mickey Bach or someone else. Um, Favre worked very well. I actually watched the, the Nice game last night. Um, and, you know, me, Nice against uh, Olympic Marseille. Uh, it was a very good game. And of course, uh, Favre coaches Nice. And um, I was, I was the one person, the one player who I thought was very good. And he's a, he's a free agent in the summer. And, um, you, You'd be shocked to hear this uh, coming out of my voice. It was Mario Balotelli. Um, Favre has actually taught Mario Balotelli to focus on football. And, um, you know, if I could see him being a much cheaper option than Y. And he looked great. Uh, he looked fit. He looked dynamic, he um, fell back, he looked for space. Uh, I thought he was a great player, and he's available on a free transfer. I think there will be a lot of players looking, a lot of clubs looking at him, and um, I'd be curious if Fabre is the man, um, if he would be willing to take a risk on someone like him. Um, Not saying that I heard anything about it, but it's just something that, that struck me.
1: Wow, that would be a big Move, wouldn't it? Um, Chris, I'm going to have to go to you on, on that one. How do you feel about uh, the possible links of Mario Balotelli? Obviously, you've been, you know, a Liverpool fan all your life, and we we've seen him a spell there when um, it it seemed like uh, his focus was not on football. But as Manu said uh, at Niece, he's he's found that scoring touch once again.
2: Well, yeah, I feel like I've slipped back 12 months because he was heavily linked last season, wasn't he? Yeah, um he was. yeah, yeah, Um his agent, Rayola came out and said um, he would play at Dortmund this season. Obviously, that didn't transpire. Yeah, I mean, when he was at Liverpool, he had a little bit of baggage. Um I mean, great player when he wants to be. That was his problem at Liverpool, and that was also his problem at Manchester City at times. Uh, he's a fantastic player when he wants to be. It uh, looks like he may have turned... Himself around a little um, at Nice uh, with Favre. Um, can he do it in a Bundesliga? Well, you know, I think maybe Dortmund are missing that little bit of a Lamborghini driver now. Aubameyang's gone, so um, I don't know. I'll reserve judgment and wait and see. But um, I mean, if he's going to be on a free, you could do um, you could do worse than sign Mario Balotelli for free. Um, depends on what his wages are like, etc. Um, but I would expect them to bring in, like Manu says, a striker because if Batshuayi goes back to Chelsea, then I mean, you're pretty much looking at Yarmolenko and Isaac out-and-out strikers. Obviously, Philip plays a little bit wider. um And they need to plug that gap, that 31-goal-a-season gap that's been left um since Abamian went to Arsenal. So, yeah, for me, striker. Um, I would also maybe say if they're going to bring in a defender, Maybe bring in an an older midfielder for the reasons that both Manu and I have said. Um, Three competitions, a bit more leadership in the centre of park. Can maybe drop in, drop out for a couple of games. Uh, Maybe someone in their mid, early to mid-30s, I think, may strengthen that side a little bit. But we'll wait and see. Um, Interesting that there's lots of rumours that Osama Dembele may be on his way out of Barcelona. Be that loan or move, so... And the grass isn't always greener, and he's found that. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But yeah, Balotelli would be a shock for me. Um, but
3: you never know. Do it. I say do <laughs> it. <I> say it. <laughs> Why not? If you, if father, if father is the man to come in at Dortmund, he's obviously tamed the Balotelli's demons. Try it. What what could possibly it, go wrong? It How would definitely everything?
1: be <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be plenty for us to report, wouldn't it? You know, the all oh, the potential I, of I, it. Anyway, I
3: love it. I would love it, man. I I I think the the league needs players like that. We need characters like that. We lost someone like that with Aubameyang. Bring it, do it. <laughs> It'd be worth doing
2: uh, it just for that four fortunes video that we get on the Bundesliga end feed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> do it. Oh well. Potential, um, exciting, uh, uh, maybe, maybe too exciting, uh, for Dortmund times, but uh, let let's see what happens. Uh, what's the space, as they would say, um, guys, let's talk uh, about um, Bayern. Let, let's talk about the champions. Uh, it looks like Frank Ribery has just got himself a renewed contract, an additional year there. Um, Chris, uh, l- let's go to you. What, what's your opinion? Do you think this is a good move, bad move? You know, we we've talked all year about how him and Robin may be going, and um, it looks like they may be sticking around.
2: Yeah, not surprised really. Um, that Ribery's definitely extended. I thought um, in this Champions League run they had before they were put out by Bayern, very unluckily. Um, I think I think everybody will say they're the better team over two legs, just couldn't take their chances. And you know, goals win games. But I thought Ribery was key throughout this whole Champions League. Um. Running, especially since your Pinkers came in um, after that PSG beating back in. Well, I think it was the turn of the year, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, unsurprised, really. Not really surprised that he's only been given an extension until 2019 as well. So I think that's on track with what we've thought for the whole season. I would probably expect Robin to get something similar, especially now we know who the manager is going to be or the head coach is going to be. It's going to be Niko Kovac. Um, I don't think he will have been uh, or don't think he will be as ruthless as Thomas Tuchel would have been so I can definitely see the pair of them staying now for an extra year year and if they can come on and make the difference and um, you know we just talked about how Dortmund could do with some experience heads. if Robin Ribéry can come on when things aren't going particularly well or they can play the majority of the cup games, especially the Champions League group stages um, and the early rounds of the Pokal. That'll give the rest of the side fresh legs. So, yeah, it's a good move for me. Um, Obviously, he's a class player, as they both are, um, and I think it would be a shame if either of them left the league probably when they've got enough still to give. I would say after 2019, they'll probably be on their last legs. So I couldn't see an extension after that. But I think it's good news for Bayern and it's good news for everyone that watches the Bundesliga and that these two guys should be staying.
3: Yeah, Robin is on the promotion today. Um, The today. The pictures got leaked of the new Bayern shirt that they're going to wear next weekend and he's on the... Robin is one of the players um, used for the promotional material, which suggests that he's going to stick around, right? I mean, you don't put one of your players on the promotional material and then um, get rid of him shortly after. At least that's what I would expect.
1: Yeah, you would imagine if he's going to be there, you're in those promotional shots, and um, that, that guarantees he'll be there anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, guys, we talked about it. Uh, Dortmund maybe lacking some experience. Um, these two fellas are extremely experienced. And do you think, um, that's one of the reasons why there's such that gulf, uh, domestically between the two sides? Mm,
3: no, I think it's, it's just a very good side, Bryce. <laughs> um, and <laughs> but they have ex- to, uh, I, I, I am a little worried that we've seen that the last of the really great matches of this side, maybe. Against Real Madrid in that, in that semi-final. Um, it's, it did feel a little bit like the end of an era. Um, you know, with the likes of Boateng, for example, looking perhaps to leave, um, Robin Rivery. Uh, I reckon this will be the last year. Um, it's just, I think we'll find that the goal will close all of a sudden very quickly. And that's because. This Bayern side has been fantastic for many, many years, um, and should have probably won more international titles than they did. And um, for whatever reason, they didn't. Maybe it was because of coaching. Uh, I reckon that under your they probably would have won more than they did with uh, Guardiola and Ancelotti. But it didn't. It wasn't meant to be. They had different plans but it just does did feel a little bit of an end of an era when they went out in that final. Um, I reckon there will be a changing of the guards and it will happen slowly, but surely. And, uh, players like NABRI and Toliso and, um, you know, Coman, they will step in, but they will not step in right away and be on that very same level. Um, so I think next year is going to be a very fascinating year in that regard. And, um, I think when you say the difference, yes, they were, I mean, this side will we'll look back, um, 20 years from now and say this was possibly the bit one of the best Bayern sites that they ever had, right? on you know, the same level than what they had in the seventies when there was Gerd Müller, Beckenbauer, Sepp Meyer and all these guys there. So, um, I think that is something that we have to, have to just appreciate, um, especially when you watch the league, um, as well.
2: Unfortunately, though, they, um, didn't win a Champions League or the Euro- European Cup three times on the run like that classic side, yeah. though. I think that's what they'll be they judged on. Have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. You would say last season, they should have definitely, um, beaten Real and got to the final and you would have expected them, um, to win in Cardiff. And, and this season over the two legs, you would have thought they should have got to that Champions League final again. Um, and obviously you, <laughs> you look at the time they missed it against Chelsea. Um, Obviously, they won it the year after, but there's there's just been too many slips for this side, and you know, looking at the ages of them, I think it is going to be really interesting because I think Schalke will have learnt a lot. Dortmund, you would hope, would be a completely different, um, a different club next year under a new manager. Um, Nagelsmann has learnt brilliantly the second half of this season, so you would hope that Hoffenheim can offer something better, as with um, Bayer Leverkusen. And I think Kovac will have his work cut out. There's a lot of elder statesmen um, in that side, including goalkeepers, um, centre backs, midfielders, and even the attacks getting a little old. If you look at a player's prime ages, probably 26 to 28. Um, Bayern have certainly got a few players over that um, age range now, so it's going to be fascinating. But yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with Manu that. that any team that wins a league six times on the run has, has got to be in for a shout of one of the best sides ever. It's just disappointing for me that, unfortunately, we haven't seen them in as many Champions League finals as probably we should have done.
1: Guys, uh, just uh, talking about that side, and Chris, you mentioned that you know, the the attack is aging as well. Do, do we see uh, Robert Lewandowski being there one more season?
2: Uh, I, I'm going to say yes because. Um, the management of being so vociferous in saying he's not going anywhere and I don't think Bayern the type of team to get bullied and well if he wanted to go to Real Madrid, I think he spectacularly failed that audition over two legs.
1: Yeah, he certainly didn't um, turn up like we know he can. Um a bit of a, a shame for them and not a great advertisement, was it, for himself, um, if he did want to make a move there. But um Guys, uh, let's talk about RB Leipzig now, who are looking to replace uh Keita. He will be moving on to Liverpool in the summer. It looks like they're going to poach somebody from Salzburg, which uh, we've seen happen. No, what? Times. I can't believe yeah. that. Are they so- are yeah. from
2: um, Sport the Leipzig Are going to sign someone from Red Bull Salzburg? That shocks me.
1: Ah, oh, come on. If, you, if, if you're UEFA, you know... There, there's no link between them. No, well, there so is nice. no link. That's been proven. That's why
3: there will be money exchanged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's get back to the point. Let's get back to the point. So, so, so Manu, we'll go to you once you stop laughing um, and um, discuss who they're bringing in. Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't know much about Hedera, but Hadera. Um, oh, someone could... hasn't watched the
3: Europa League. Oh, uh, my word. And you've what's... missed out.
1: Well, that's it. I I did tune in just as I seen extra time come up the other day, Manu, a game that that you were at. Um, um, What drama.
3: I fell in love love with that entire Salzburg side. You know, it's so different when you watch them on TV and then you go there and you see them in the stadium. And yeah, controversial side for many, many reasons. But this Salzburg side, um, the football that they were were playing in Europe, um, absolutely remarkable. Uh, Marco Rosa has them play a style of football you know, similar, of course, to what Leipzig did last year, um, very similar. And I would actually reckon that this the Salzburg side is right now currently better than the Leipzig side um, that we saw this year. Every player in, in that squad is, is schooled to the highest level. They're all physically fit. They all press hard. They all have the ability at high speed to um, make directional changes Uh, play a dangerous pass, make a dangerous shot. Um, At the same time, defensively, they're so aware. They're so well-tuned. It's absolutely remarkable. And Haidara is one of many players that stood out for me. I mean, Munas Dabur, Samaseko, Wong, the Korean, um, Masimoto, I think, as well, Um, the Japanese player. Um, There's so many um, that just are so... On such a high level and play such great football. And Haidara, he, of course, got the the opener against Olympic Marseille in a match that I think um, Salzburg should have won. It ended controversially. There's lots of controversial decisions on, on both sides, but uh, I think Salzburg should have probably won this match in 90 minutes. Um, this, Even if they would have conceded a goal, um, they should probably score three or four, to be quite honest. And Haidara's goal was absolutely remarkable. He picks up the ball in his own half and he just off he went. And um you know there's many, many tweets um been posted this week saying don't compare him to Kater or tune in tune in the Kater hydara comparisons, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. There is some comparisons, of course. Um players have similar styles if they play on similar positions and especially if two clubs like Salzburg and Leipzig play the same style of football then they're of course encouraged to play the play the same role, right? Um, I I think that Haidara is not the same player than Keita, but I think he can fill the hole that Keita is going to leave. And I think um, if he is going to be the player, and it looks like he will be for 50 million euros, (laughs) 50 million euros will be transferred from one Red Bull account to another, um, he will be a fantastic player. I I think Bundesliga fans can be very excited about seeing him. he's He's a very, very good player and I personally thought, um, you know, I can I can name four or five players out of that Salzburg side on top of my head that I think would could make a difference in the Bundesliga and he's absolutely among them. And I think that we'll see many, many players of the side play in the Bundesliga very soon. And then we're probably going to see the coach as well uh, in one capacity or another. So, yeah, he's a really, really great player and um, from a very good side.
1: Chris, talking about uh, Navi um I mean, obviously, Aubrey Leipzig should be strengthened by um likes of uh, him maybe moving on because a, a lot of people are suggesting that his focus just hasn't been there this season and maybe that's contributed um, slightly. I know it's only one player, but, but to their performances, also that and trying to juggle um, European football and domestic. Um, would you agree that uh Navigata hasn't yeah, well, the the RB Leipzig fans haven't seen the best of them this year.
2: I'm going to be controversial and disagree um, for the
1: main reason is I saw
2: one of those brilliant um, graphs that almost looks like, you know, a Pentagon um, yeah. tells you the strengths. And if you overlay Kater's season this season um, with his season last season, it's not that dissimilar. I think the problem is, is last season he was tremendous and this season he's been okay. Um, He's still been very good. Um, And I think that maybe um, people's opinion of him has been taken, or maybe he's playing a little um, bit beneath himself because he's moving on at the end of the season to Liverpool and how focused is he? And I think that sort of followed him around. And then there was the, is he going in September? Is he going in January? Um, All the um, palaver that went around that. So I would say it's very harsh to say he was poor, um, but by his own high standards of the season before, um, I don't think he was at that level at peak Nabi Kata as we saw the season before, but I think he still had a decent season. Um, and Manu and I will be there for his last game on Saturday. So, um, you will be at Hertha Berlin. So, you know, it will be interesting to see him. Um, I think maybe his departure, um, I don't know if it'll strengthen them, but we have to remember: Forsberg was out for a while, Orban's been out, um, Werner's looked tired, um, and I think this all comes, Bryce, and we've spoken about it before, um, as as a, the three of us, is that Leipzig just didn't have the squad depth to play, you know, Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday, Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday. They didn't have the squad depth for that, um, and they took a bit of a hiding in the Champions League, which I think put their heads down and. Now, at the the probably the crunch end of the season, they slipped off. Okay, they had a fantastic result over the weekend, but you know, the past two to three, maybe even four weeks, maybe even five match days, they've looked really tired, I think, because of their exploits in the Champions League and the Europa League and the fact that they're a threadbare squad. So, I wouldn't pin it all at Nabi Keita's door. Um, I'd say it's probably one component into why Leipzig aren't second place like they were last season. <laughs>
0: Imagine if you could shop the shelves of all your local liquor stores at the same time? Well, spoiler alert, you can with Drizzly, the number one alcohol delivery app. Drizzly lets you compare prices from local liquor stores on a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Then get them delivered right to your door in under 60 minutes. And right now, Drizzly is giving all new customers $5 off their first order. Just enter promo code SAVE5 at checkout. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D R I Z L Y.com. It wouldn't be the holiday season if there wasn't candy, right?
1: Well, there you go. I enjoyed hearing that Did you disagree with the other people that, that, that have said they've had a poor season, and I think Liverpool fans can be excited about having him in their lineup uh, next season. Right, but- so
3: let me add my fifty cents to this. Look, it's the final they of this season, and Leipzig can still reach the Champions League. You know, right. um, very true. It, Not been that season, bad a season. You have to remember this is the second year in a row, and it's only the second year in the Bundesliga, and they could be a side playing two years in the Bundesliga and qualified for the Champions League twice. And even if they don't make the Champions League, it's still only the second season in the Bundesliga and they will still have played out of two times, they will have played two times in Europe. This is, I mean, this is something that we have to remember, right? And When we talk about this Leipzig side. Um, there's lots and lots of big project teams that came into the league and did nothing near what Leipzig has done over the last two seasons.
1: Do, do you think the problem has been that they did so well last season that your expectations were then just so high. Once again, almost um, almost set too high.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, even in Europe, they reached the quarterfinal of the Europa League, um, first ever European season. And you know that second game, the five-two result looks bad, right, against Olympic Marseille. But keep in mind that um, that that I think that fifth goal was scored very much at the end um, of the game, and Leipzig were pressing for a score in their third, and then they would have gone through, been to the semifinal. Um, I think, I think yesterday, they, towards the end of the season, they were tired. They were exhausted. And that's because the club doesn't have the depth, which you can't have after only playing, um, you know, 67 games in the Bundesliga in your entire history of your club. Uh, I think we, we have to sort of put it into perspective a little bit. And Chris and I are going to be there. And when they are playing Berlin, they have a really, really, if everything goes their way, they could still be in, the Champions League next year. Straight up. Um, so, you know, I think they are pretty much where they wanted to be. Um, even though, you know, some of the results lately haven't been great, but they're still within a shot of reaching the Champions League, um, and then still get the Europa League if they fail to do that. So I think things aren't as bad, um, as, as they have, have, have they looked at times.
2: I think they I will be that. kicking themselves come the end of the season 'cause mm. I can I can see them um getting past Hertha, obviously. Um Hertha have got very little to play for. Um so you know, you would maybe forgive them for having their mind elsewhere like on a beach. Um I just can't see Hoffenheim getting beat by this Dortmund side at the moment. Um and with by leverkusen you never know what you're going to get so they could get turned over at home by hanover um, but if dortmund are to beat hoffenheim obviously and um, leverkusen don't get the results required at home against hanover and um, leipzig st- storm past hertha berlin then they will take that fourth place slot um i just think it's going to be one game too far for them and and the whole setup from staff down to players will be kicking themselves at you know, half past five on Saturday night, I think, because a couple of better results towards the back end of this season and they should easily um, be probably knocking on Dortmund's door in third place.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, guys, I, I think at this stage we need to look at the table and work our way down. So we, we've we got some plenty still to uh, play for, plenty to discuss, as we've just mentioned. Um, I suppose uh, when you start off with, we, we can leave Byron out of it. We've already talked about them winning the championship. That's done and dusted. But let, let's talk about Schalke. They secured second place with a win over Osberg. Manu, you, you believed that the uh, the wheels would come off the bus at some stage, but they managed to um, more than just get it over the line. I mean, they, they've looked fairly solid, haven't they, all season?
3: Yeah, Schalke? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did expect the wheels to come off, um, and I guess they didn't. So, um, here's to Tedesco and second place is is a huge success so
1: yeah good for them <laughs> so reluctant so reluctant uh, let's let's move further on down because it was gonna go to chris but chris likes dortmund so what's the point in that right hey no I, about...
2: I can be impartial bryce i'm impartial <laughs> journalist international okay, sports well... press association impartialist
1: Oh come on, say say something positive about them. I mean, come on, guys. Tedesco has done a fantastic. Oh uh, okay, yeah. Fantastic. So
2: he's, he's done a fantastic job. And Dortmund, um, sorry, Schalke are quite rightly um, ahead of Dortmund this season. The football they've served up has been better on the whole. I do think Schalke had a shaky patch. I thought when I went to see them, which I can't even remember when that was, but it wasn't that long ago. I thought they were okay. Um, but at the start of the season and towards the back end of the season is is why. They're in second place. They've played some fantastic football. Uh, that game against Dortmund um, in the Veltins Arena, the f- the football was lightning fast. It was beautiful, um, and I'm sure Tedesco and his staff will be rightly proud. And they should be. Um, they should be a worrying note for anybody that gets them in their Champions League group next season, um, especially going to that arena, which once packed, um, and if the roof's closed, um, it's it's a noisy place. Uh, so i think they should do quite well and they they've got a a good history um, overall in the champions league um you know the fact that they've been able to put five points between them and the chasing pack is down to the chasing pack but you you can only go out and beat week in week out um i would expect them next season to have a, a bit of a trouble like leipzig have um and i will be um i'll be exceptionally happy for them if we're talking this time next may um, and Schalke are second, and they've had a good Champions League. I think we can say that they've definitely arrived, but you can't take anything away from them. They've had a really good season. I think they just had maybe a month or two where they're a little bit shaky towards the back end of the, um, first, you know, first half of the season and then coming out of that. But since then, they've been absolutely fine. And, you know, the league table doesn't lie after 34 games. If you've got a, a good gap, between yourselves in second and the chasing pack behind you, then you know it's fully deserved. You don't you don't get to thirty three match days on sixty points and in second place by a fluke.
3: Yeah, and sixty points always get you into the Champions League and they got that with a game to spare. Right? So, um mission accomplished. And I think um you know, Bryce I I think that the Desco has done a fantastic job. And um I think the one thing that always kind of worried me was that the results were very tight, but I guess that's just his ability to get the most out, out of the side, um, which is an it's a skill in itself, right? So uh, yeah, they absolutely deserve to be there. And um, do I think that they have the second best team in the league? No, I, I still I still don't think so. But you know they have the they have the side um, they have a side that has that got the the second most, or got the most out of it, um, in, in any of the teams. And you know there was there were some noises. He had to break some eggs to get there. Um, whoever it is to Juventus Turin, which is something that I um, questioned very much at the time. Um, he then had to deal with the whole um, Maya situation, right? Um, which is uh, we still don't know. You know he said. Um, that, that, of course, that he, he, he was mopped. Um, the, the, the club says something completely different. And, um, that was a very, very noisy, messy separation between the two. Um, and he still dealt with it and got the, got the job done on match day 33. So I think that is something that you really have to congratulate them on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think they've done they've done very well there when uh, people wouldn't have expected um, him to come in uh, and, and do such a great job, such an inexperienced coach. Uh, well done, Schalke, I suppose. But um, we need to talk about who's going to get into the Champions League. We touched on it a little bit there. Um, as you see, Borussia Dortmund are sitting in third, Hoffenheim fourth. Uh, they will play each other on the final match day. So we have uh, Schalke, as we said, on 60 points in second, but then third... Borussia Dortmund 55, Hoffenheim 52, Bayer Leverkusen on 52, and RB Leipzig clinging on there with 50. Uh, Chris, let's go to you. Um, you said that you don't see Hoffenheim losing on the final day, but do you see Dortmund possibly getting a draw and, and finishing in third? Good,
2: good shout. That um, a draw potentially. Um, just the way Hoffenheim have played lately, they've been scoring for fun, um, but over this season. <laughs> Hoffenheim have got that um, got that ability to win four nil or get beat four nil, so that's why they're a fascinating side to watch. Although Nagelsmann's tied down that um, drubbing that they've received over the past few weeks or months. So I just can't see this particular Dortmund side, especially the way the way they played against Mainz on the weekend, the fact that Stoger's going, the fact that all the players are saying he's going um in fact, some of them are saying it very loudly in the press um, I think it's uh a broken team in a broken changing room uh, and I can see them getting beat by Hoffenheim um which then would push them into fourth and then. I think they're going to be praying um, that uh, that there's a slip up that either um, by Leverkusen get done over in their last game, and and the fact that maybe they're praying for something to happen in Berlin. But it's going to be it's going to be a close one for them. And you know what, Bryce? If Dortmund fall out of the Champions League places, it would not surprise me with the season they've had.
1: Oof, that that would be a hell of a, a shock to. Um well, to the neutrals, I suppose, and the Dortmund fans. Uh, But um, Manu, it it would be a little bit surprising, would it not, for the top four in the position that they're in at the moment, uh, not to to see it through. I know uh, Bart Leverkusen are on 52 points, uh, but if Hoffenheim were to win, Leverkusen would would need a a massive, massive final day, wouldn't they? Yeah, although, I mean, 3-0
3: defeat... Uh, I guess it, it needs to be a 4 0 defeat or uh, and a 3 0 victory or vice versa, right? Is the minimum um, the six goals separate and Dortmund have, have more goals scored, which is the other tiebreaker.
1: Um, well, I, th- I think yeah, wouldn't it? Hoffenheim would have to smash Bruce Dortmund, and then um, Bayer Leverkusen would would have to run riots for, you know, for for Dortmund to fall out mm. because of their better goal difference. I mean, it could yeah. happen,
3: but... Well, the goal difference was what saved them um, in the Champions League and got them to the Europa League, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, I can see it being like that. Um, or they they hammer out a boring one-one draw, or they do what they have done all season and completely surprise us and absolutely destroy Hoffenheim, And then... <laughs> And then open the door for either Bayern Leverkusen and and, and or Leipzig to go through. Um, I I think we really just don't know what we're going to get. That's that's really the bottom line. And um, I think I'm a Chris. It wouldn't 100% shock me if they would fall out the way the season has been going. But um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that uh, Dortmund are going to finish in that top four. Um, Can they beat Hoffenheim? I think... Hoffenheim uh, have some key injuries as well. And, um, that's, that's going to be something that's, that could potentially hurt them. Um, they did lose to Stuttgart, um, on match day 33, right? At a game where they did not look particularly good either. So I think maybe, um, they're playing them at just the right time. Um, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I, I guess anything is possible with the Dortmund side, right? And this is this is something that I've highlighted in the talking points that I did on Um we've, we've got in the last three matches, we got hot, lukewarm and cold from Borussia Dortmund. Um, so which one of those three is it going to be? We'll find out next Saturday.
2: The only thing that
3: worries me for, for the teams going forward,
2: I mean, Hoffenheim obviously fell apart in that Champions League qualifier. And then I didn't think they did particularly good in the Europa League. By Leverkusen, they've just been so indifferent that without some sort of investment over the summer, I think they could potentially be a whipping boy of that group, um, whichever they're in, especially if they get a group of death. And then Leipzig, for the same reason they failed this season, I think they'd fail next season is their squad depth. So maybe in the current state that it's in um, would be the lesser of the evils if you're looking at coefficienty numbers um, for the German league. I don't know for Bayer Leverkusen because they've been out, um, whether they could adapt, like we talked about last season and, and yeah, Leipzig for all the the good they did last season. I think maybe, um, a, a shot in the Europa League can help them build some more experience and build on from that because, as you know, as Manu said, they're a very embryonic clubs, still, you know, <laughs> still only months old if you're going to look at their, um, their full structure of, of life as a football club, you know, they're, they're still only a baby. So maybe if they want to sit at the top table, it's a little bit too soon for them. Um, So if we're going to go for me personally, I think the order that it's in now would probably suit, um, would suit the Coefficiency points for next season.
3: Yeah. Although Leverkusen are going to put in a lot of money, you know, they already signed that Brazilian kid, right? And then there's the, the rumor to have also been linked with the Brazilian kid from Ajax. Um, so it's going to be interesting and I think Rangnick very loud statement that uh, Forsberg is going to stay, he's put his foot down Um I quote in the last six years I always got my way <laughs> even with Keita in some ways I guess he did so um I, I maybe next year a little bit, bit better but then again Hoffenheim might be too so uh, yeah I mean the big question mark is Dortmund going to put in another poor year like they did last year right? <laughs> I think that was the almost the most embarrassing of all the German teams' performances in, in Europe, was suppose, Oh, yeah, it was. Th-
2: throughout the Champions League campaign and then, you know, to go out the way they did against, I mean, they only scraped, just about scraped past Atalanta and then, you know, were woefully exposed by um, Salzburg.
1: Yeah, so guys, I, I feel, let's move further down the table and let's talk about uh, Europa League and... Who's possibly going to qualify for that? I mean, at the moment we do have uh, Bayer Leverkusen sitting in fifth; have a spot. We've got uh, RB Leipzig also in there, but um, there's there's sides like Frankfurt, um, Stuttgart, you know, Gladbach still still with um, with the possibility of getting in. Um, and Manu, who exactly are we going to see get into the Europa League for next year? I mean, that that's a tough one to call as well.
3: Yeah, so, uh Frankfurt could turn the corner against Hamburg. Stuttgart were fantastic, um, against Hoffenheim. Gladbach were great against Freiburg. Um, Leipzig were great against Wolfsburg. So, you know, um, I think Leipzig, um, they have to be a little bit careful because, you know, they could reach the Champions League, but they could also completely fall out of Europe with a defeat. And if I, Stuttgart and Stuttgart and Frankfurt can both go past them. Um, technically speaking Gladbach could do but um I think the goal differentials just a bit too much. But yeah they have they have to watch it against Berlin. They they need to go for the win no matter what happens in terms of Champions League because they need to also nail down that Europa League spot, right? Um it's there's a lot to play for on this final match day. Uh, and I think it's and I think that the right teams are in the right form and I think um we we're going to be of course at one of the key matches in that regard, but there's, you know, when you look, when you look at who's playing who, Frankfurt will face Schalke, which is probably an easier tie because Schalke are in party mode, right, they have nothing to play for. Stuttgart will be playing Bayern in Munich. Um, you would think that Bayern will be in party mode as well, but, you know, they're they're going to get awarded the title, they will want to win that match. Um, and then Gladbach and Hamburg, that, well, that's not an easy game either because Hamburg are fighting for survival and um I mean we'll get to that in a moment. But you know there's so much intrigue and I, I think it's very exciting that we have I mean people are saying the Bundesliga isn't interesting on in the final match day because the title is decided. But look how how many open things we still have. Um you know, essentially there's there's still a lot to play for on this final match day and I think it's going to be very intriguing to see it all fall into place, and i I don't want to put in a prediction right now, Bryce, because that final match day, all the kickoffs five thirty in germany at uh, three thirty in Germany, and we're going to see the table move up and down, and there's going to be decisions and there's going to be goals that are going to affect it there and over there and here and there it's going to be just fantastic
1: yeah absolutely there's there's still plenty going on in the table isn't there um uh, Chris, can you add anything more to um, what Manu's just uh, covered uh, with the Europa League battle? I mean, who do you see maybe coming out on top there?
2: Well, it's it's a difficult one. I do think it's probably beyond Gladbach because they're going to have to, at the very minimum, they're going to have to hope that um, Leipzig get beat by two clear goals and they win by two clear goals to even think about taking sixth place. So um, for that reason, I can't see... Hertha beating Leipzig by two clear goals. So I think that puts um, Gladbach straight out of it. So out of Frankfurt and Stuttgart it's it's so going to be so hard to call and it's going to be fascinating um, keeping one eye on what's going on the pitch in the Olympiastadion and then keeping the other eye um, on the computer or the phone or the tablet or maybe even all three. We should get all three out Manu and we can have a couple of games oh, yeah. going on at the same time.
3: We, we will definitely do that. And remember seven, <laughs> seven does enough too.
2: Yeah. So of course it is, yeah, 7th is enough. So um, it, it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, it is going to be tight. So maybe it's not all over then for Gladbach, but I think Gladbach have got the hardest one because, I mean, Manu has been predicting it for quite a while that hamburger are just going to scrape past Wolfsburg on the last day and uh, maybe that's where we're going to be for the relegation game um in a week or so's time. But it's going to be fascinating. And whilst I'm happy to call the Champions League, Bryce... It's too close to call for the Europa League slots.
3: It's so close. I mean, when you look Mm -hmm. at that table, it's, um, I think sixth to ninth. That could look reverse, um, completely mixed up or the same. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's impossible to call at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's it. You need to get the table in front of you. And just have a little look at just how close this is. I mean,
2: if Frankfurt wins 17-0 and everyone above them gets beat, they could sneak into fourth place.
1: Well, (laughs) you heard it here first, eh? You heard it here first. Well, Schalke, I'm secured second, so you never know. It could be on the beach. We'll 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 see. We'll see. Uh... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to Chris saying I told you so uh, <laughs> but, but let, 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 let's just wait and see uh, guys so let's move further down the table and do well, more discussions and predictions as we talk about the relegation battle so uh, yeah I mean who who's going to Possibly get dragged uh, down into 17th place. Or who's going to be in the relegation battle, Manu? Uh, we've got Wolfsburg sitting with 30 points uh, at the moment. Hamburg sitting in with 28. Um, Wolfsburg will be at home to Cologne, who um, have been uh, relegated al- already. Uh, it will be difficult to see them really going for it. But I suppose you you never know, do you, with the Bundesliga? Um, and Hamburg play uh, Gladbach. Manu, do, how do we even call this one? Well, What's going to happen here?
3: I have no idea. And that's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for Hamburg, um, I, I was following those matches on the ticker. And Hamburg scored a goal um, to make it 1-0 on match day 33. And um, everything was going for them. And then that goal got caught. Back and um, Wolfsburg were losing their match against Leipzig significantly at that point, right? So it looked like already Hamburg had sneaked past uh, Wolfsburg on match day 33, and then they didn't because they got two goals called back, both rightfully so. Um, so it is fine margins. Uh, Hamburg have been playing good football under Tietz, and I think, I think they can beat Gladbach. And then, of course, they have to hope that Köln, um, as you like to say, they're not on the beach yet, but maybe want to leave the league on a high note and, um, drag Wolfsburg down with them. Uh, I think there is an element to that because, the, um, they have to also think about next year. What, what do they, what will they prefer, right? Next year in the Bundesliga too? Will they prefer Wolfsburg or Hamburg as a competition? It's a good question. Um, something to, to keep in mind because they can influence it. So I think that they want to, want to go out on a high note and uh, maybe they'll even prefer Wolfsburg to de-destruct in the second league um, rather than having a traditional city like Hamburg in there that um, you know, have, will have probably all the fans behind them. But we'll, we'll find out. It's, it, we have no clue what's going to happen and it's, it's going to be very fascinating to watch.
1: I think it would have been a, a different uh, prospect altogether if Cologne had have been at home for this last game. Mm, you know, yeah, I think, yeah, To I say think...
3: goodbye, right?
1: Yeah, I think they would have wanted to really go out on a high. They might do anyway, but when they're at home, Cologne can be a different side, can't they? So, um, yeah, Wolfsburg will be happy to be home for that one. Chris, can you make it any clearer for anyone as to who might go down in, in this one? I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a tough one to call, isn't it? Well, if you're
2: Cologne and you're relegated already, what better way to go out than dragging someone else down with you? So, you know, if they were to pump Wolfsburg, um, and Hamburg were to win, then you know they're going to drag them down. Uh, but and even Freiburg must be a little worried, especially with their horrendous goal difference of minus 26. Um, you know they need to be worried, but I think it's going to be a straight fight between Wolfsburg and Hamburg for who takes that final place in. It's a shame they're not playing each other. I think that's the only way it could have got more spicy is if those two sides are playing each other. But I think the big, big winners of this match day, 33 that we've just seen, are Mainz with a brilliant win um, at Dortmund, have, you know, propelled themselves clear and have um, justified their place in the league next season. I've No doubt they will be down where they are now, scrapping again. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, this is closer to call than um, the Europa League slots. I think, you know, on Saturday when Manu and I are at the match, we're going to be keeping an eye on uh, the Europa League places, certainly, and obviously an eye on the Champions League because we'll have uh, one of the teams that are fighting for both. But I think most of our eyes, and correct me if I'm wrong, Manu, I think we're going to be locked on to those games, Wolfsburg against Cologne and Hamburg against Gladbach.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. The ticker will be out. Um, maybe we'll get the conference on the screen as well. Yeah, its I mean, it's fascinating. I, I love that final day. And there's there's so much to play for. And, you know, the bottom, of course, the relegation, the agony of relegation. Uh, and there's something about that. I, I wouldn't go quite as far as uh, some Arsenal fan did and buy a ticket to see it
1: all. <laughs> <see> <laughs> Henry, we should give Henry a big shout-out. <laughs> yeah. eh? If If you haven't... <laughs> Watch this unbelievable uh, video on the the Paddy Power uh, Twitter feed. Then check this out: this fan denial thing, unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, back to back to uh, Bundesliga, um, guys. Uh, let's talk about the relegation and playoff as well. Um, so, so Kiel Holston Kiel will be playing um, whoever is dragged into that third from bottom uh, position. Uh, who are they going to prefer to play, Chris? Uh, or Does it not really matter? They're going to have a a tough old time regardless.
2: Well, I'll go back to what we talked about last season. So if Hamburg pull it off on the last day, pardon the expression, terrible expression, especially if you're from Liverpool, um, if they manage to do that, then you will not want to play them because they'll be on such a high. Whereas if, you know, it's Wolfsburg in that um, predicament again, um, then they were there last season. Their heads will be down. I think they will probably prefer to play Wolfsburg um, you know, because they will be on a downer rather than Hamburg will be ecstatic that they've um, got themselves clear of that automatic relegation slot. And to be brutally honest, Bryce, I think both Hamburg and Wolfsburg will get past holstein Kiel.
1: Yes, it's certainly going to be a tough one for them, isn't it? But um, yep, you'd rather be that Bundesliga side that doesn't have to... Um, uh, well, gets the opportunity to, to play Kiel rather than going straight down, eh? Uh, but, uh, guys, has anyone seen the Bundesliga 2 table? Um, yes, the top has uh, done it dusted, but if you look at the bottom, it, it's it's quite extraordinary. They're going into the final match day, and uh, unfortunately, Kaiserslautern sitting in 18th, um, it's a real shame that they've been relegated. But above that, You've got from 11th place down to 17th. There's only three points separate them going into the final day. This this is truly amazing. I mean, yes, goal difference will come into it. Some teams will be safer than others. But, uh, Manu, that that's a phenomenal final day to go into and a rather stressful one as a fan.
3: It's amazing what parody can do, eh? You give all the teams the same amount of money and you get a table like that. It's really something that UEFA should be considering. Um, When I look at this, because it apparently does seem to work. It's great. It's what a league should be like. You want to have um, teams in an even level. And if you have lots of teams in an even level, then guess what? You get a table like that. And um we're going to be at one of those matches, right, Chris? We're going to be at the Dynamo Union Berlin match, and Dynamo oh, yeah, are very much a team that are going to be um, looking left, right, and center and seeing what's happening in, in all these other cities because they—they are um, going to be bivering, because their goal differential isn't great, minus nine, and uh, they have two points, a two-point gap. But if everything goes really badly for them, they could be sitting on 16th or even 17th by the time the dust settles on this.
1: Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, that, that that's going to be a, another exciting match there. That's that's all taking place on Sunday. You'll we'll, we'll be tuning in for that and to watch the, them leapfrog each other. I suppose at, at that end of the table, you know, as those goals go in, and it just shows you what what a difference a season can make. I mean, look
2: at the minute who's in that sixteen um, slot. It's Eintracht Braunschweig, who of course played Wolfsburg last season in the promotion playoffs. So. It is such a tight league, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to Dresden on um, Sunday and seeing uh, those two games against Dynamo. Um, sorry, I am looking forward to seeing Dinamo play Union. I think it's going to be a cracking fixture, um, and it's going to have an extra spice to it. The fact that you know, Dynamo can be pulled down um, into a predicament should they uh, get it drastically wrong. Um, it's, it's so tight. I mean, this is harder to call than the league above it, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. look at look at that matchup as well. Uh, Darmstadt taking on oh, I mean you you've got 14th, you know against 15th, both on 40 points. That's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, exciting times. Anyway, guys, that more or less does. I think we've covered quite a lot. Um, even starting with uh, the likes of transfer talk, uh, and then explaining that there's still plenty going on in both of the German leagues. Um. Uh, Chris, let's go to you first. Uh, What have you got going on this week? Uh, I'm sure plenty as always.
2: Um, What's going on this week? Well, obviously, I'm just prepping for my trip to um, Germany on um, Friday, flying into Berlin on Friday. So looking forward to that. And then, Bryce, all eyes will be on UEFA for Tuesday or Wednesday when hopefully should find out if I've got Champions League accreditation for the final
1: or not. Yeah, that's it. We'll keep our fingers crossed for you as well, Chris. Very exciting times. And Manu, what have you got going on this coming week? You're still in Greece?
3: Yeah, I'm still in Greece. Um, So there's lots of content um, from my time here in Greece. Hanging out with Thomas Farines, who's of course part of the Football Crowd Network, and um, checking out his fantastic project, uh, Aniko. Um, That's on Twitter, um, on Facebook, etc. Aniko um, has a homepage as well. So please go and check that out. Um, there will be content from that, but there's also on footballgrad.com. We have an article up on PAOK, Um, their final game of their season, which has been an ins- insane, uh, season in Greek football. You know, we did the podcast with Ivan Savidis, uh, post Ivan Savidis storming the field with his gun holster to his, uh, belt. Um, so, you know, the kind of the follow up on what has been a conclusion to a crazy Greek season. And that, that article is already up on footballgrad.com. And there will be more coming. So, yeah, exciting times. Um, follow all that content, footballgrad, at football Grad Live, And then on, on our Instagram account, we have some great pictures. Um, that's footballgrad.
1: Yeah, lots of great photos coming up on the Instagram page. Fantastic. Always plenty going on at football Grad Live on Twitter as well. Guys, definitely uh, tune in there for plenty of content. Um, uh, what have I got to plug? I suppose the Galazzo uh, podcast, the Mexican football podcast will be coming up uh, in the next uh, day or two i hope because we've got plenty to talk about uh with the knockout football um as it has towards the end of the season that will again both the monterey sides are getting knocked out exciting times um guys if you've enjoyed um listening um Feel free to interact with us on likes of Twitter or wherever you download uh, your podcast. And please give us some uh, positive feedback. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. Um, Yeah, enjoy the uh, sunshine while it lasts, especially if you're in the UK. And, yeah, well, get prepared for the uh, exciting weekend ahead next week. There's going to be a lot decided, a lot of chops and changes during those games. We're very looking forward to it. Until then, thanks for tuning in und auf Wiedersehen.
0: Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanze vor Freude über den Asphalt Als wär's es ein Rhythmus, als gäbe sein Lied Das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht